Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Modestly Metaphysical. This is a podcast where we discuss spirituality, religions, astrology, and all things ethereal. I'm Kara, and I'll be your host. I just wanted to start by saying thank you to everyone who is tuning in. This has been a dream of mine for a while now, and it's finally being put forth into reality. I really will give full speeches to like myself and my friends, and they always tell me to start a podcast, and I finally decided to do it. And I think this is going to be a really beautiful platform, not only for me to express myself, but for anyone who is on a spiritual journey and just wants to learn about a lot of different topics. Um, I've always known a lot about a lot of different things, and this is my way to kind of share that knowledge instead of just storing it in my brain forever. (laughs) So for the first episode, I thought that it was only right for me to kind of give an introduction to who I am and where I started with spirituality and how it got me to where I am now and what I'm practicing now. So just to give a quick glimpse of what I'll talk about, it'll be kind of how I decided to leave Christianity and how it wasn't for me, getting into Eastern religion, uh, psychedelics for sure, and Dark Night of the Soul part one, two, and three, overcoming that and then finding my personal path and just the people that I grew with and am continuing to grow with for sure. Without further ado, let's get started. So as a lot of people, I won't say all people, but a lot of people in the Western world, especially the United States, definitely are introduced to Christianity before they're introduced to anything else. And my family was no different. I grew up in South Dakota in a pretty small town, about 10,000 people, very um, conservative, not very progressive. It's probably the most progressive out of other places in South Dakota, but I was very sheltered. There's not a lot of racial diversity, um, religious diversity, or much diversity at all, to be honest. And so from the beginning, I was always around the same type of people. And my parents, being how they were raised, just put me into confirmation at a local church, not not out of like malice or anything. I'm not saying this is a bad thing to do to your children. I'm just saying this is what they did for me. They put me through confirmation, and so I was about 7th or 8th grade at that time, and I remember that I was sitting in a sermon when I was in 8th grade because it would have been like right after I got confirmed with the church, and I just remember thinking that this didn't resonate with me and that I didn't feel comfortable with what they were trying to teach me. I didn't feel as though... It was normal to feel like I was constantly doing something wrong or being anxious about the fact that something that I enjoyed was considered a sin. And at that point, I kind of decided that I didn't want to be associated with the church anymore or with Christianity. I don't say anything. I don't have anything against Christians for sure. I think that there is beauty and truth behind all religious practices 
I just did not resonate with it at that time. And I still don't, but I made that decision pretty young and I've always been pretty wise for my age, but I just really specifically remember sitting in a sermon at church and thinking to myself that this wasn't the path that I was meant to be on. And from there, I started to do just my own research. At that time, Tumblr was still up and popping and I was definitely on there a lot. And I would see people practicing different things. And the one thing that always stood out to me at that time was Buddhism. And I started to really delve into reading more books about Buddhism and just reading books about other spiritual practices, about other countries, learning. I always watched the History Channel and I would always watch whatever I could about any other country or any other historical accounts. I was really into like folklore and um, like myths and like the Greek gods and goddesses and just the pantheons of those different religions. I loved Vikings, all things that were not traditional Christian practice. And now I am literally a human encyclopedia, but I learned a lot through staying home. So from there, I really took the direction, especially when I got into high school, um, of studying more into Buddhism and what it meant to be a Buddhist and what the practices they had were, what they believed in, um, just exposing myself to more of those concepts And um, I definitely studied the practices a lot and just would try to watch videos about it. I would literally just use all of my time to study and to read and to learn more about things. I wanted to be as educated on the topic as possible. And it really started to change my life. I wasn't a mean kid. I wasn't a bully by any means, but I definitely wasn't like the sweetest little girl, you know, and definitely going into freshman year, I really did a 180 and started to really see myself and everyone and not get as temperamental and not be as feisty. And not that those are bad qualities, but I definitely didn't feel comfortable with some of those aspects of of myself at that time. And I really wanted to be like the nicest person that I could be. I wanted to be friends with all the people that I could be friends with. And it really just meditating and starting to learn about how they thought and applying that to my life changed itself already. And I consider that probably my first like spiritual awakening. And I just kind of like would write essays about Buddhism all through high school. And I continued to do that. Um, And then my senior year came. And that's when I got involved with psychedelics. And when I say psychedelics, I mean, um, LSD and shrooms specifically. And this is kind of where everything got intense for me spiritually. So I would, there was a point where I would do psychedelics every couple weeks and just spend time by myself. I didn't use it as a party drug. I didn't use it um, 
to hide from anything. I literally used it for a spiritual purpose. And I was so obsessed with diving into the depths of myself and the depths of the universe. And there, it, I never felt like I was reliant on it or dependent on it or addicted to it. I definitely saw it more of a challenge of like, I want to be able to think this way when I'm sober. Like I want to know all the secrets while I'm sober and I want to be able to connect to this part of myself without relying on this. So I never had an issue like stopping to the use of it. I definitely um, was awakened to a lot. And I think at that time I was still young. I hadn't had a lot of experiences. So a lot of the information that I was getting or downloads, as we call them in the spiritual community, a lot of those downloads were going right over and through my head. I didn't have any means to ground them in or any practices to really um, apply them to. So I just pretty much got all that information and didn't do much with it. I did a lot of work on myself, which is amazing. And I definitely changed, it changed my life for the better. And this is kind of where my first dark night of the soul came in. And if you're involved in the spiritual community, um, you know what I mean when I say this. If you are not, um, the dark night of the soul is kind of just like when you go through those really depressive episodes where you come out of it a completely changed and better person. It's always like the darkest night before the brightest day kind of thing. And um, that really led me into doing a lot of work on myself and realizing the things that happened to me in the past and how it shaped me and just a lot of shadow work and figuring out aspects of myself that weren't negative. I don't think that the shadow self is negative, but aspects of myself that I was ashamed of and definitely facing those face like head on and not knowing what to do with it and kind of just like simmering in it. And eventually I did get myself out of that. And I started to dabble into other things and learn about other things um, like the law of attraction, manifesting, kind of like surface level spirituality is what I would call it now. And this is kind of where I was first introduced to Wicca and witchcraft. But I kind of just was interested in it, read up about it, got some books, just a lot of good information about the um, origins of it, but I didn't really put it to practice or anything at that time. It was just presented to me. Then in the midst of all that, I was also in a very narcissistic relationship. My partner at that time um, really did cause a lot of emotional turmoil for me. And so in the midst of being kind of in this dark night of the soul and trying to find new things to um, make myself better with, I learned a lot about myself and I was forced to be alone. I forced myself to work on myself, worry about myself, ended up leaving that relationship and um, continuing to work on myself. And I feel like during that relationship, I feel like my first dark, dark night of the soul was definitely after taking psychedelics and realizing how just kind of fucked up the world is and just how fucked up people are. And then my second dark night of the soul definitely was um, in the middle of that relationship and just trying to run from rea reality and still sad about the world. And I kind of, 
this was around 2019 and I was kind of um, falling into depression again after I had gotten out of that from high school. And I turned to drugs and addiction, definitely trying to make things numb. And I did really struggle with drugs and addiction for a while. And no one really knew. I was on the college soccer team at that time, heavily addicted to opiates. And I was very good at hiding it. And I'm also very good at hiding when something is wrong. And no one really knew. No one really figured it out. I still showed up to class most of the time and I still presented my face, you know. Um, but I was really struggling internally and it was more of like an escape method rather than, um, sorry, my foot's asleep, <laughs> but it was more of an escape method to do those drugs rather than like actually helping me. I didn't feel like they were much help to me at all. I just was tired of thinking at that time because I, I knew that I needed to be out of that relationship and I couldn't get myself to muster up the courage to leave because it was kind of like my first really solid relationship after high school. And so it was just something that I had to learn for sure. But in the midst of all that, um, I finally decided to leave. And after that, that follow I that was sometime in the winter of 2019, early winter, like January-ish. And it was before my birthday, which is in February. And then I had an awakening again, summer 2019. I then finished college that year and moved from my hometown. I always had planned to move away, but I never got to because I was going to college in the same town I grew up in. And I moved to Chicago, which was a huge slap in the face. It was so different, such a shift of reality. And um, it was a whole new environment. And again, I was awakened to the condition of the world. And I was really awakened to the systematic oppression and just the condition of those cities and the people there. And just the energy is so dense there and so different from what I grew up in. It was a really good experience for me, but it wasn't something that I could stick around with. And that kind of led me, I really isolated myself there. I didn't really know anyone. I wasn't really comfortable meeting new people. Um, and it kind of was like another dark night of the soul at that time. And that summer that I was there, so it was when COVID hit. So summer 2020, there wasn't much to do. I couldn't really do anything even if I wanted to. And I was forced again to face myself. And I had... Um, everyone has things to work on, you know, and I was really presented with those just right in your face. I didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, I never really spent a lot of time outside. I just wasn't really comfortable there. And so again, faced with the darkest aspects of myself and now older and wiser, realizing even more patterns that needed to be broken down and taken apart. And so I started again to get more into spirituality, deeper into the topics that I had already disposed to me. And I started to get into spellcraft, deeper manifesting, spirit guides, astral travel, still always using Buddhism and Taoism as a foundation, 
Um, I started working with lunar cycles, more crystals, the magic of the certain days of the week. And all of it really started to come to fruition. I started to see my practices really reaping benefits from those practices. So I ended up accidentally manifesting a new place to live. And um, yeah, I ended up moving to Arizona and manifested a new job. And I ended up working with the people who are now my, what I call my spirit family or my soul tribe. I, it's so crazy when I think about it, how it all played out because I was literally sitting in the living room of the house I stayed in in Chicago, just watching videos of these amazing houses and thinking like, man, I would love to live somewhere warm. I would love to have a house that looked like this, this, and this. And I ended up getting a really crazy deal on a place to stay for little to nothing. And it was an amazing place, an amazing spot. And I was thinking about it and I really was manifesting a place to live and didn't really realize it. And I was manifesting like better environment for myself and for my spiritual practice. And at that time, I was also really insecure about the fact that I didn't really have any friends or anyone to talk to about the things that I was interested in. And then comes Danielle and Kelsey, who are also my coworkers, but they are my greatest friends. And um, they introduced me to rest of my soul family. And really, after I met them, everything kind of started to fall into place. I witnessed mediumship firsthand. I started to develop my personal psychic abilities. I got into tarot more deeply into spirit guides. I was introduced to who I consider one of my mentors. Her name's Ari. Um, her Instagram is Blooming Prism. If you're interested, she is literally a Disney princess. And she got me even more introduced to spirit guides and working with crystals and readings and all of that type of stuff. And I started to get... Um, just visions, do work with my dreams when I could remember them, more spell work, and definitely more shadow work. And that's kind of where I have been for the past, I don't even know how many months now. I moved to um, Arizona in August, like mid-August. And since then, everything has just been kind of a domino effect like the craze the craziest things are synchronizing i see signs and everything i've had people tell me that my readings are oddly accurate and just hearing that as someone who's new to the practice is so um it's just so amazing to hear because i've been doing all this work for how many years on myself and developing my spiritual awareness and my spiritual practice now that I'm finally falling into the path that I feel like I'm directed towards, it's really bittersweet because I have always, I always say that I'm just an expressive student, even though some people look to me for advice. I am a firm believer in you don't know what you don't know. And that continues to reign true for me every year. I learn about new things, new concepts, new practices, and everything has fallen just like beautifully into my life at the right time. And once you start to really discern between your intuition and 
your anxious thoughts or just your random thoughts, your life really does start to work for you in the best way and realizing that life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And it's so wild just to look back on how long I've been interested in this kind of stuff and just how it was all divine timing to happen when I had the right people in my life. Because if I were to go through those things um, with little to no resources or people to ask about, I would have been so lost and just I have a huge smile on my face right now because I've just met so many amazing people in the past year alone that have really been huge components in my spiritual journey. And I really try to see everyone as a mirror to myself and learn through even the people that I am teaching or that are teaching me, of course. And I don't know, it's just It's amazing to have just a childlike view of the world, of seeing everything as fresh and new every day. Every day is a brand new, clean slate to work with. And I am so proud of how far I've come. And I really can't complain. All the things that have happened to me in the past that seemed like these huge, daunting, dark clouds over my life are now things that I kind of can just laugh off and think about how amazing it is that it happened because I feel great about myself and I don't feel any doubt about the path that I'm on, which is an amazing feeling to have. And I just know that the right people are in my life and that I'm always being directed to the right path and that the signs are always available to me. And I'm always able to ask for a sign if I don't see any. And it's just amazing. And that's really all I have right now. I'm, I, there's obviously more details, but I don't want this to be too long. Um, it's just I'm, inter- I'm so grateful for where I'm at and all the people that I have met. And that's really my story and my path right now. Obviously, it's a work in progress, but that's literally my spiritual journey as of now. And if any of those topics reigned true for you or um, were interesting to you, definitely shoot me a message and let me know. Um, I guess some people may not have my Instagram, but my Instagram is modestly.metaphysical and you can shoot me a message or I'll have polls on my story and stuff for topics that you guys want to hear about based off of this episode or any other episode that I have. But I just wanted to do this little introduction so that you guys kind of know my strengths and some of us are going to be on a learning journey together. I am definitely going to bring things to the table that I don't know a lot about so that way we can learn together. And I am always available to talk about things I do know about because I just love to educate people and I love to share my knowledge. So yes, that's all I have. And I'm so happy that you guys listen to this point if you have. And I'm just so grateful for you guys to be here. And I do want to end this podcast with a little breathing meditation and some affirmations just so I can leave you in the best state possible after listening. And that will be in the next couple seconds.
right, so find a comfortable seat with both sit bones on the ground or in a chair, palms facing up to receive the energy that is going to be given to you. Let all of your awareness center inwards, focusing on your breath, stomach expanding on every inhale and contracting on every exhale. Continue to be very intentional and mindful of your breath as you listen to these words. Affirmations can serve as a powerful tool to help you recalibrate your thinking and your emotions to better serve you in your life. Allow your focus to be on something that truly brings you joy. This could be a loved one, a pet, a place you enjoy going, or a memory of something from your past. Spend several breaths really feeling into the, the joy that this brings you. Why does it make you feel so good? You may even feel a little smile come across your face as you contemplate it and with the joy growing in your heart. Allow yourself to affirm, I believe that life is working out for me. The universe loves me and wants me to be happy. I am open to good things happening to me. I believe in the power of living in my truth. I express myself freely and know how important it is to truly be me. I am open to the greatness and power that comes from being true to myself. Deep breath in. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you next time.